Welcome to Cybersecurity Insights and Perspectives. I'm your host, Kevin Green. Today, we have industry experts with their insights and perspectives on the latest cybersecurity news that impacts your agency and organization. Today, we have Dr. Lethea Jackson, Associate Professor in the Computer Science Department at Bowie State University. Good day, Dr. Jackson. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Kevin? Doing awesome. Uh, thanks for joining us on our podcast today. Uh, we have some very exciting things to talk about in relation to what you're doing with the Swamp in the Classroom. Well, great. I'm excited to tell you what we're doing. We have a lot going on with that project. So the Swamp has been, you know, for the for the most part, transformational for computer science students at Bowie State University. I know you're implementing the Swamp in four of the school's sophomore and junior level coding courses. What has been the net impact of the Swamp in the classroom for you? Well, the biggest impact has been their confidence level in actual programming. What I do is I give a pre-survey to ask them to decide to give me their answer as to how confident are they with secure coding. And we have level one is what they just don't understand. Level two is just a basic sequential program. Level three means they're somewhat comfortable but still may need a tutor. Level four is they're confident but may have some compilation errors in which they may have to refer to notes. But level five is very comfortable, no notes and no tutoring needed. So what happens in the classroom, I find at the very end, I give a post-survey, which of course has the same questions. We find that everybody's level of uh, confidence with secure coding goes up at least one level. So we're at the three, four level, sometimes a five, which is exciting. Dr. Jasser, why do you think it's important for other university and colleges to leverage the swamp in the classroom? Well, I don't know if they're not doing swamp. They may be doing some secure coding techniques. It may not be to the level of where we're actually using a tool, which is what the swamp has, to test everything that could be wrong. And, and that's the part we really are in love with. But I do think that it, sh- it is something that should be done given the growing, growing state of cybersecurity. Dr. Jackson, Code.org suggests that only 8% of STEM graduates are in computer science. Why do you think that's the case? And the other question is, how do, you, how do we attract more STEM students into computer science? Well, one thing about it, when you tell someone that you are doing computer science, the first thought is it's hard. That's what people think is hard. I mean, you have the core courses, which is data structures, architecture, operating system, and programming. And then you have those math courses, as calculus 1, 2, linear algebra, and statistics, and don't forget about physics. So therefore, that's what's not attractive to most people. It looks boring. You're sitting in front of the computer. You know, and it takes a lot of critical analytical thinking and problem-solving techniques to tackle these problems, you know, whichever ones you're given to do the programming. And I think really to start attracting more students, they could attend um, events in which Bowie attended about a couple of weeks ago, which is the USA Science Festival. Um, there's hackathons. There's all kind of hackathons all over the place. And then I think, uh, which is what uh, the superintendent prior wanted to do in Prince, the Prince George County level and all over in Maryland, was to start introducing coding earlier to eliminate the fear of it being hard. Programs like Alice, Python, those types of things uh, help the students to understand it's not as bad as we thought it was. Just start start to alleviate that fear earlier. There was another study done by Cloud Passage in 2016. Uh, there was the top 121 computer science programs in the United States. It found out that only three programs require at least one cybersecurity course for a degree. Many programs don't even offer cybersecurity in the curriculum. 
In another survey, 62% of millennium surveyed globally said no teacher or guidance counselor had ever mentioned a career in cybersecurity to them. Given the fact that many jobs are in security are cybersecurity related, why would universities now already integrate cybersecurity into their computer science programs? Well, I can't say that they're not doing some cybersecurity. They may be doing the lower level stuff like checking for file input and the length or the buffer for an integer. They may be doing that stuff. And it depends on the type of programs in which the faculty person has assigned. But in my opinion, I think teaching defensive programming while you're learning how to program, which means the student is learning how to read code, write code, as well as interpret code, really is an important piece given the fact that we're in this very strong cybersecurity um, era. Dr. Jackson, what do you foresee the, the future use of SWAMP at Bowie State? What do you, how do you see it growing um, in, in this current state and, and really being uh, used more in the classroom? Yeah, I really see. I really enjoy the way the little platform that we're using. You know, we start with, um, I have a couple of research students, which are very familiar with the SWAMP, and they have a relationship with the SWAMP team. And after I give the survey, the students come in, and, and they take a program that's already been compiled by the student attending the class. And they take it back to the SWAMP, and they bring it back to the class and have like a code review. Now, I don't know if they still exist in the working world, but when I used to work for AT&T and the others and Ross Perot, we had code reviews. We had weekly code reviews where you go over the code and you look for different things in the code. So this just gives the student also, it's not just about Swamp as well, which is great. It's also about what the real life experience is all about. And some of my prolific programmers in the classroom are a little intimidated when you've got a student who's even more prolific at that. So uh, telling them what's wrong with their code. I just think it's just key to helping them understand real world, and it's also key in helping them understand what is defensive programming because they're having a conversation that I could actually do this and it would break your code. So the whole idea is to keep from breaking the code. When you talk about their cybersecurity at that level, and we talk about a house. You know, when you come, when someone comes to your house, you got the doors locked, you got your windows locked. So now once they get in the house, they're looking for stuff. So now you have to have all your belongings locked up. So I tell the kids that. Once they get into the network, which is the first part of the door, then they come in and start looking at the different code and see what they can break into and blow up. So how important it is to have every facet along the way of everything secure to keep as much of the information safe as possible. Dr. Jackson, roughly how many, how many students do you have currently enrolled um, in your computer science courses that have the SWAP integrated and using it in the classroom? Well, this semester, I'm working with another professor so we can broaden it out. So I'm going to say it's a little over 50 students this semester. It's my 112, my 113, and her 113. So it's a little over 50, might be close to 60 students between all three. That's pretty awesome. And I think, you know, I think you have, you have done a great job in really uh, showing how uh, government research can be transitioned into uh, operational environments, in this case, in the classroom, to really, you know, leverage the benefit of, of, of trying to improve what we're doing from a software security perspective. I think the work you're doing speaks volumes and it shows a, a, a transitioning success. And it shows that, hey, you know, computer science courses at Bowie State, they are really taking the time to really not only teach coding, but also teach it from a security perspective. I think that's great. Yeah, well, thank you. I appreciate that, Kevin, and I appreciate all the confidence that you have in us, and I really have been enjoying working with the SWAP team. They're really great, and uh, whenever we find something, we're trying to help them with back and forth. So I think it's a team effort on both sides. That's awesome. Before I let you go, Dr. Jackson, what can we expect from 
from you and some of your students, what you're doing in 2016? What, what are some of the things you guys are working on for 2016? Well, we're looking at cybersecurity for every day, and we're looking for the technology of things, embedded systems, and how cybersecurity plays a role in all of that. And when you look at embedded systems, just a small example would be your clock radio that allows you to plug in for your iPod, that allows, you know, those types of things. So we're really trying to get to the forensics part of things, the very bottom level. I do know that when I was programming, we were programming at the DOS prompt, and that was as low as it can go. So now we're at level seven, I believe, in the OS model. And we're trying to get the students back down to that lowest level. And then we have to look at that log file. That's where everything is still resides, the government and everywhere else. And when we get in there, we have to see what are the vulnerabilities. I always say cybersecurity is really a puzzle in which um, you don't even know what the problem is. You have to kind of guess what you think the potential problem is. And then once you guess what the potential problem is, then you have to figure out how you're going to prevent somebody from getting that problem. And then if you just so happen do get hacked, then you have to figure out how you're going to recover. So it's a lot of that. So that embedded systems and the cybersecurity for every day is going to be key for us to help the students to start with their programming skills, their secure coding, they're looking at that. Now we're looking at it from a bigger piece, from a networking piece. Once they do get through that front door, how do we prevent them from getting through the front door? And then once we get there, we want to make sure they cannot, once they do get in, we want to make sure they can't get any further. They just get in. Maybe they'll have a cookie or something. Dr. Jackson, it's been great talking to you. Talking to you. Keep doing the great work, and we're looking forward and hearing some more great things that you are doing you, that you are doing at Bowie State. Oh well, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I've enjoyed myself. Thank you. Well, I think we have to wrap it up here. I want to thank our guest today, Dr. Lethea Jackson. We also want to thank our listeners for tuning into Cybersecurity Insights and Perspectives on Fed School Radio with your host Kevin Green. Until next time, peace.